0: Good morning.
1: <laughs> Good morning.
0: How's everybody? It's great to see you all here. My name is Peter Tridey. I am uh, a person a here person. at NewSong. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're more than a person. He's my husband. <laughs> yes, I scored. <laughs> and I'm Linda, and I'm on staff here at NewSong. Welcome to everybody. Um, wow, could we have clashed anymore?
0: I don't pay attention to these things. This
1: is bad. (laughs) Usually we... Anyway, sorry for the visual. Um, Anyways, good morning. And if you are a guest with us this morning, uh, major welcome to you. Major welcome. Um, Anyways, we're so glad that you're here with us this morning. Um, And we want to get to know you a little bit better. So we're going to ask you to take out a little connect card that is in the seat back in front of you. Um, fill it out and we've got a little wooden box on the wall back there or we have our pastor Melody that's going to be under the easy up outside and you'll meet her shortly Um, and you can just hand it to her. We would love to get to know you um, and we're so glad you're here and if anybody has um, a prayer request, we take those very seriously here and so we would encourage you to take a prayer card also in front of you, fill that out um, also for the wooden box, or you can give it to Pastor Melody after service, and we have people praying constantly for those
0: requests. Well, this past Wednesday, l- recently, Linda and I have been uh, hanging out with the youth group here at Song. and uh, last Wednesday, we went bowling. How, when was the last time any of you went bowling? <laughs> this, is, uh, this is a good workout for your one arm. Um, and your... <laughs> you're left I suppose it all depends on your form well but uh, anyway we had a great time Um, and yeah there's some pictures from the event Um, it was it was really a blast and you know it was just it was just a lot of fun to hang out with uh, with the kids and really for you know kind of a non-competitive event just to (laughs) to enjoy each other's company and uh, you know have have some fun together so it was a great time how many of you uh, anybody in the room that went I see a few of you guys, yeah, there's Woo! some in the back there. There they are, All right. there's Dylan. the students. Yep. All right. Handful of you. Uh, it's a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, that was super fun. Although, oh, I don't think we need to go bowling for a while. <laughs> um, let's move on to something else. <laughs> um, oh, so, ladies, would you like a spot of tea? Huh? Huh? Not bad. I won't quit my day job, though. Uh, If you would like a spot of tea, we have a women's tea coming up. Uh, It's going to be April 29th, Saturday, from 10 to noon. It is open to elementary ladies to senior ladies. Um, And it's going to be so much fun. So we want you to be there. But the cutoff for registration is this coming Saturday, the 22nd. Uh, That is a hard cutoff. So get your registrations in. It's $5.
0: And men, if you would like some tea or any other kind of beverage, join us uh, next Sunday at the Glendora Marketplace for a men's gathering. And uh, not only are there beverages, but there is also food. Um, But you're welcome to come hang out, you know, enjoy some of the food there, eat before you come, whatever you prefer Uh, We'll join there. We'll kind of meet up there at about 5 o'clock and uh, hang out and just enjoy each other's company.
1: That's right. Um, Now, this coming Saturday, um, April 22nd, at 1 o'clock is uh, the Mahood Funeral Service um, for Ed Mahood. And um, we are just grieving with this family right now. Um, If you knew Ed and Linda, if you want to support the family, um, you are all invited to come out for the funeral. Um, again, it's this Saturday at 1 o'clock, and we would just ask that you all be in prayer for um, Linda and her family.
0: And that's here at Newsong, correct? Thank
1: you. That is here at Newsong, yes.
0: All right, well, let's, uh, let's pray and then uh, move on through our service. Heavenly Father, God, we thank you for um, the opportunity that we have to gather to be um, together in your presence, God, to share in community. Um, God, there's so many things that we uh, can share together, everything from uh, the joy of um, bowling together to uh, the somberness of remembering a lost one. And God, uh, all of these are things that make us a community. Father, I pray as we... um, just contemplate what it means to be um, a church together, God, that you would just open our hearts and our eyes and our minds to um, what you would have in uh, that experience for us, God. Lord, I pray right now as uh, Pastor Melody comes to, uh, to bring us a message that you would just be speaking um, from her heart to ours and uh, that you would bless the rest of this time. And we ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
2: Thank you, yeah, give them a hand. Hey, listen, real quick, I want to address this before I get started. Um, Just in case you noticed or you think you missed a memo or whatever it was, a lot of you guys are wearing Hawaiian leis. And no, it is not Hawaiian Sunday. It is not Aloha Sunday. I forget a couple other things that people told me. But a couple ladies wanted to go ahead and honor Rana's mother, who is our pastor's wife. Uh, Her mom passed away. They're away this weekend because um, of the funeral that they had for her mom. And um, they were passing these out uh, in honor of her. And so it was very put together, very unofficially, very kind of last minute. We thank you guys for doing that. Um, But... I don't want anyone to be upset that they missed a memo or what the heck, I'm not wearing the right shirt. So, everyone clear on that? So we're just, um, we continue to pray also for Rana and um, her family. They got to see Ethan this weekend. Um, They're all, the four of them are together, Kira, Grana, Grana, look, I made a celebrity name, Grana, Uh, Kira, Rana, Ethan, and Grant are all together. So just so you have that information, all right? All right. Last week was something else, huh? It was Easter weekend. Yeah, who was here Easter weekend? Yes. We were here. It was just happening all week long in here. We wa- some of us walked together starting Thursday with Monday Thursday, Good Friday, Saturday of waiting, and then we got to Sunday, the resurrection day where we all shouted, remember? He is risen. You can do better. He is risen. is risen indeed. Very good. So we all did that. We sang some awesome songs. You're going to sing along with me. Ready? Ready? All hail King Jesus. Okay, ready? Loud. All, all hail Lord of heaven earth. and earth. Everybody. That was very good. You guys didn't want to hit that high note. That's fine because we're all gonna shout this next one. Come on, you can hear it, ready? You called my name and I ran out of that grave. Ready? Out of the darkness into your glorious day. Excellent, we were all singing this, we were all shouting. Man, what a great, great Sunday. What a great week. If you were here, you felt it in the room. You felt it, right? You felt it in the room. we sang. Grant gave the message. you went home. maybe you ate something special. maybe you got together with family. Our family's new tradition is Easter tacos. Okay? So if you want to join in on that tradition, meet us at Tacos Gavilan next Easter. Ah oh, So what a great week. And here we are this week. And it is Sunday. April 16th. And that's about it for today. It's just regular. So, just regular church today. Just regular. Okay? I mean, don't get me wrong, today's, today's songs are pretty cool, right? Indescribable, come on, uncontainable, you place the stars in the sky and you know them by name, right? Does anyone want to sing like that? It's just me right here. Oh, but great song, but okay, I mean, we're back in Hebrews, I guess, that's what we'll do today. It's just regular, like no flower cross today. Nothing special? Okay, well, it's April 16th, and let's just get back to Hebrews. No, 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 (laughs) no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Isn't the same Jesus that was risen last week risen today? Amen. Isn't the same salvation that we commemorated last week the same salvation today? Amen. Isn't the same hope we celebrated last week, isn't that the same hope we have today? Yes. Come on, you're losing You're losing your energy. Let's go. Isn't the fact that Jesus defeated death on the cross the same today, tomorrow, last Easter, the same every day? Isn't it the same? Yes. Amen. So... We can sing loudly every Sunday. My friends, it's not just a plain old April 16th Sunday. It is an April 16th where the same truth, the same salvation, the same hope, the same is the same today, tomorrow, and the next day. Now, let me tell you something. I'm going to do a little truth talk here because, you know, I kind of have no filter sometimes. Sometimes I feel a little spicy when I only see people on Easter Sunday or on Christmas Sunday, or whatever it is. There was over 200 people in here last week. We brought in chairs. And I know some of those people are family. I know some of those people are friends, but like, like, don't you get it? Why would you not be in here on April 16th? Why would you not be in here next week when it's April 23rd? I know you guys are camping. You're looking at me really guilty, Bob. Bob's looking at me like, oh, Melody, you just, we were out somewhere. And like before I go any further with my spice, I completely understand that there are valid reasons why people struggle to come into a church building. I understand that. I understand that people have all sorts of reasons. Let me tell you, Easter for me, for, for me personally, is since my mom died, it's actually the hardest holiday. I cannot get near a JCPenney around Easter because that's where my mom used to buy our Easter clothes. It's where she bought my kids' clothes, her last Easter. So it's the hardest holiday, and I know there are so many hard reasons to not come and gather, but I also know how good it is to come and gather. Do I need you here because I wanna fill up the chairs? Well, sure, I wanna see you, but I want you here for you, and I want you here for me. So we're back in Hebrews, and that is a big part of what we have seen in this book. Hey, continue to gather. Continue to show up. Continue. And we're going to see that in this text, people who are living just a few years after the actual resurrection, after the the first Easter, right, how they were gathering and how at this time they're thinking, "Mm, it's just us. It's just regular. Should we continue gathering? Should we continue pressing on? Should we, you know, should we still, I mean, should we still live in the excitement and hope and the wonder of what God will do next? Will He do something on a regular day? And the author here is saying, yes, yes, and yes. Yes, yes. And yes, so no, it's not Easter today, but you and I are alive and breathing, and on Easter week, on this week, all the weeks to follow, we have the same reason to celebrate. So we're back in Hebrews today. Should we be excited, hopeful, and participating in what could be next? What's the answer? Yes. Very good. Okay, so... Hebrews. I'm going to give you a little refresher of where we were and where we were kind of going uh, when we left off, when we started our spoiler series. Uh, like I just mentioned, these were people who were um, in, the, in the text here. They're people that were living a few years after Christ, right? And they were struggling to make sense of their faith. I gave a message in chapter 3, and I talked to you about my dog, Pepper. And who remembers? My trainers were sitting right there right? Super cool that they were here. And I was able to talk about my dog and use this as a real life illustration. And I said, you know, maybe you remember, I said this, I said, I'm my biggest problem here when it comes to follow through. I am my biggest problem because I get overwhelmed with what I have to remember because I get confused on what comes first and what comes next. And because often, often I just want to give up and say, it's just too hard. It's just too hard. It's almost easier not knowing what I should be doing and just live in puppy training ignorance, right? And just getting by. Oh, she's just going to be an outdoor dog. We're just never going to walk her, right? And then I compared that to what people in chapter 3 were going through, what they saw, what they were, were feeling, what they were thinking. They were overwhelmed, confused, maybe even saying, hey, you know what? It's just too hard. Maybe it was better living in ignorance. And then we turned the mirror around and looked at ourselves. And looked at ourselves. And we said, you know, we're people who get confused and overwhelmed. We are no different than the people on these pages. We saw that. We are no different. Having faith and knowing that God is making himself known, maybe he is, maybe he isn't, whatever it is, he has a plan, he has his timing, but sometimes we are the biggest problem. And we saw that the human condition repeats itself in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, and to this day, we saw that the, human, the same human condition exists in us today yes Yes. then grant came in and he preached the week after that and he spoke about the promise of entering god's rest and that doesn't mean we all get a good eight hours of sleep that would be awesome but i don't remember the last time that happened but it doesn't mean that we're not going to feel weary but he said entering the rest of god is is a rest it's a confidence that god continues to speak and act in our world And that rest is the confidence that despite this human condition that has existed from the beginning of the Bible to the end of the Bible till now, despite the human condition, we have this calm assurance and this calm joy when he walks with us in our lives. And it's a confidence that Jesus made a promise to his friends and to us in a very dark hour. In a very dark hour that through the Holy Spirit, he would always be with them. And we turned the mirror around and we looked at ourselves again and say, we can claim these promises, the same joy, the same calm assurance is for us. And from the beginning of the Bible to the end, we can see time and time again that it holds truth from then until now. And that's what brings us to our passage today. So you got your refresher course? Let's move on. Today's verse is this, Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between the soul and spirit, between the joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God. Everything is naked and exposed before his eyes, and he is the one to whom we are accountable. Now, I'm going to give you this here right now so that you don't miss it because this all goes hand in hand with the refresher we just had and what we're going to say today. The writer here is telling you today, telling us, hey, listen, the confidence we have, the joy, the peace, that all this is made known to us through the living, active, powerful word of God. So all these things go hand in hand with this which is the word of God. Whether you hear it, read it, the words in the Bible are alive and speaking. And they are open to each and every one of us. But I think the question here, we all can say amen to that thing, right? Amen, living, powerful. But the question is, do we believe it? Of course we do, Melody. But do we? Hmm. I mean, does it make a difference? Help us in the good and the bad and the ugly? Do we believe just as we just said, Amen and Glorious Day and all hail, King Jesus? Can, can we say with that confidence, Yes, I believe it? Can we shout it loudly? Well, I think we all want to. I think we all try to. But do we believe it? So I'm going to ask my husband to come up here with a prop in a second. And if you know my husband, Chris, and I, you'll know that we are made for each other in so many different ways. Wow, oh, so cute. We are so But we are, you complete me. Hmm. That line never gets old, right? Good old Jerry Maguire. Anyway, but there's some things that, you know, in our years of dating and and marriage and more specifically that you're like, "Mm," more specifically me, I'm like, "Mm, can you explain this to me? What is your rationale here? What's your thinking? What is, what's going on here? Now, one of the things that I found out very early on in our dating life was that Chris was a sword guy. He was a collector of swords and knives and axes and daggers and throwing blades and, you know, like all this stuff. One time, my cousin came with me to his apartment, and she was like, do not spend any time in here. (laughs) She was scared for me. But he was just a guy who loved swords. And so um, over the years and the beginning of our marriage and the four kids and three years and, you know, you, you kind of sometimes forget that you are a sword collector and things kind of get given away or maybe sold because, you know, you had twins, you weren't expecting that. So let's, you know, sell a few pieces off. Um, and before you think it was just him, I had to give up stuff too, okay? <laughs> you think my shoe collection now, you should have seen it back then. So we both gave. Um, but uh, anyhow, um, he did keep this one sword in particular, and I'm going to have him bring it up now. Would you welcome him for me? <laughs> look how tough you look. He wore a shirt that shows off his muscles today. See that? Hmm. So, out of all the swords, the da- I gotta explain to you this one sword though. What was that thing called that you wanted to like put in our baby's room? It was like a thing like this, like a rainbow, but it had like blade, 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 blade. I think like you do this with it, you know? What was it called? Do you remember? No. A Klingon sword. (laughs) So it's okay. Uh, I uh, I accept uh, you.
0: uh,
2: A what? A bat. A bat. Oh, (laughs) let me tell you. In a second, I was I I assumed I knew all the information about this particular sword, and he was like, No, no, no. And I was like, Do you want us to preach tomorrow then? Okay. (laughs) Okay. So out of all the swords, the daggers, the axes, the whatever, he kept this one because it is a replica of King Aragorn's sword in the Lord of the Rings, which Chris is a huge fan of. Now, I forget what you told me because I was like, what's, you know, it's the one that he has when you do this. And he was like, well, not exactly. (laughs) So what is this one?
0: So this is the sword he has before he becomes the king.
2: So, okay, this is on the way to become the king. Well, this is the one he kept, and can you show it, please? Jeez, I was close to that. (laughs) Now, we don't have a gun in the house, but this sleeps under our bed, so if a bad guy ever breaks in, my knight in shining armor shall defend me. Now, this sword is very sharp, right? This sword is very sharp, this sword is very dangerous, and... I told him I needed him up here holding it because I didn't totally trust myself. You know, I do a lot of this, although you totally almost just sliced me a little bit. But um, anyway, so Chris is up here holding a sword that is mentioned, not this particular, the word sword is mentioned over 400 times in the Bible. Over 400 times in the Bible. And at this time, the sword is the most powerful weapon that they can have. And a sharp sword, sharp, a sharp sword can cut through almost anything. And it was meant to, to cut deep. It was meant to cut quick. And it was, it was meant for a lot of things, The sword was used to defend, the sword was used to protect, the sword was used to rescue, the sword was used to save. So we looked at today's text and says, for the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword. Now when I look at that, those words, and I look at the sword and I'm like, well, what does that mean for me now? Do we all have to go and buy swords? What does this mean? I mean, do we grab our stack of bills, you know, and then go like, or do we grab our stack of bad news from the doctor and go, is that going to make it go away? No. Do we grab the emails or the texts or whatever that someone has sent us and do we, do we write down our hurt and it at the sword and that'll make it better? I don't, I don't think that's what we're supposed to do. Let's look at the verse again. It says, but for the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than, any, than the sharpest two-edged sword. So, okay, I'm understanding it a little bit better now. We can have any weapon. We can have a sword. We can have whatever you want to call it. We can have that under our bed. But the word of God is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword that is what's going to rescue us that's what's going to protect us defend us save us so thank you darling but we don't need your sword let's give him a hand yeah now i'm like looking at him like this so that very cool visual But we don't need to go out and and get swords. What we do need to do is allow God's word to do what it says it's going to do. Protect, defend, rescue, save. Sharper than a two-edged sword. Okay, God, cut me. Go to the deepest parts of me. I trust you, what your word says, that you are my protector. You are my defender. You are my rescuer. You are my savior. I'm going to hold on to you, Lord. Can you feel it? Can you feel it? But as the Bible goes, here is the very next verse. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God. Everything is naked and exposed before his eyes. And he is the one... To whom we are accountable. What? Wait a minute. I don't understand because we just said that we're going to hold tight and he is our defender, our protector. And I'm going to let the word of the Lord pierce through every part of me. I feel protected. I feel saved. I feel... But why this verse here? Why? Oh, my stack of bills. My bad news, my broken relationships, my whatever this piece of paper here represents, represents our human condition. Our human condition that, yes, we want to hold on to what the Bible says and we want to have it deep in our hearts, but our human condition sometimes has us focus on this. And that's what it's saying here. It exposes our innermost thoughts. Nothing in creation is hidden. Nothing. Because yes, 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 and amen, amen, and all hail King Jesus, and indescribable, uncontainable, blah, 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 blah. But I got this right in front of me. Whatever this represents is right in front of me. Is right in front of me. So, yes, the word of, live, of God is living and active, and, and it, I, I know it. But it also exposes me when I am not trusting God with this situation. It exposes me when I start to put my confidence in stuff like money, or relationship, or status, or whatever it is. When I run to these things, instead of running to God first. I don't just pick and choose what God gets to know about me. Yes, hold on to the word of the Lord. It is alive and it is this and it is that and that. Yes! But, oh, he knows that part too. Yup. So... As the Bible does. Oh, no wonder these verses are together here. No wonder. So the question is, are we trusting the promises of God or aren't we? What are we doing here? It's truth time. It's truth time. And are we letting him, are we, are we letting him pierce our hearts our innermost parts, despite our human condition. Because I can look at these problems I have right here, and yes, it makes me want to despair. It makes me want to do things on my own. It makes me want to do this and this and this and that. But I can look at that and say, but the word of God is alive and active and powerful. I had a very, very bad week this week. I had a very bad week. Uh, I had Monday and Tuesday off, Grant and I, and the office had Monday off, Grant and I took Monday and Tuesday off, and oh, we just felt, I I felt kind of blah. And I didn't want to go anywhere blah, you know? And I was was just kind of dragging along and not even to my favorite places, right? Where will you find me on a day off at Hobby Lobby? You might find me. You might find me at my favorite thrift store on my day off. Coffee in my hand, that's for sure. But by like mid-Tuesday, I started getting migraine. It was different. I had all sorts of pressure in my ears and my head. And by Wednesday, I was like, uh, something is like wrong with me. And I had like this low blood pressure issue going on. Electra back there is my on-call nurse. And I'm texting her and I'm like, it's like 70 over 60 normal because that's what I got right now. She's like, get a new cuff, and let's show me after that. But like, I just knew I was off, and lucky for me, I I, I kind of realized, oh, I think I have a sinus infection. I think I have a sinus infection. It was making my migraine worse. And Thursday came around, I was still not feeling good. Friday rolled around, and I was still like, come on, like this is ridiculous. I ate a lot of chocolate last week. <laughs> a lot of chocolate. I, 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 ate, I had so much medication. I pulled out, you know, the cookie dough that's ready and you pull out for your kids. And I was putting it on a cake pan. And, you know, before you knew it, the cookies came out. They were like as big as my head. And I was like, what did I do here? I probably should have not been operating any sort of machinery <laughs> midweek last week. But um, it wasn't until really yesterday that I started feeling back to my normal self. And there was no rhyme or reason to why I had a terrible week. It's just part of life, right? One that one week your body's up like the week of Easter, you could not stop me. But this last week I was down. And that's just something physical, something that was really affecting me. What's going to happen this week? I have no idea. I have no idea, but but it doesn't matter whether I know or not because the word of God is alive and active and powerful. And that condition does not change as much as my human condition does. I can change physically, mentally, emotionally. I can change from the sunrise to the sunfall. But God does not change. And his word does not change. Amen? Amen. So what's this week going to hold? I'm pretty sure you have no idea either. If any of you gets a sinus infection, I'm sorry. But say this with me, it doesn't matter whether we know or not. Read it with me, I can't hear you. Because God's word is alive and active and powerful, and that is the condition that does not change. We change with the sun rise and the sun fall, but God and his word does not change. It is alive and active and powerful. I'm going to have the band come up. Sometimes these words are easy to read, easy to even say. But again, the question is, do you believe it? Last week when I was not feeling well, I was actually uh, thinking about my dad who moved far away. I was thinking about my dad. I have a picture of him up here, right? I was wishing that my dad was close by. I was wishing that my dad was here because when he's around, he helps me. He helps me, and and I could have him maybe drop off the kids and pick up the kids, and I could have had him come. I needed some books here from my office that, you know, I, I would have liked. I didn't really need them, but I would have liked to have them. And, I bet my dad, being a retired pastor, I bet I could have said, Dad, could you preach for me on Sunday? And he would have said yes. I was thinking of what comfort my dad would have brought me last week. You know what other father brought me comfort last week? The same father that you and I share. The same father that you and I share. I just kept praying and praying last week. And I said, God, I don't I don't feel good. God, I I, you know, I have to pull some stuff together for this day or that day, or would you help me? And I could feel him carrying me through last week. I had the calm joy, the calm assurance that God was working. Was it immediate? No, he did not, oh, it's Tuesday, Wednesday, you're better. It wasn't, like I said, it wasn't until Saturday, yesterday morning, that I kind of felt okay. It wasn't immediate. But I felt God carrying me. And I think that so many of us, too many times, we don't go to our Heavenly Father, even though He's waiting there with open arms to comfort us. We think he might be disappointed in us. We think he might be mad at us. We think he might be, you know, oh, it's been too long. Who are you? But that's not what God does. Just like I know my dad would have come if I had said, dad, get on a plane. I need you like tonight. He would have said yes. Our God, our heavenly father is always there. There. We're going to take communion for a second. I'm going to have uh, Scott and Wendy and Fuzz and uh, Amy up there. Chris is going to be here with our son, Josh. I'm going to be here with my daughter, Kaylee. And we're going to give you communion today, but we're also going to give you a card. Can I have one? We're going to give you a card today. Because I want you to hold on to this card this week. Because who the heck knows what kind of week you're going to have this week. Is it going to be crappy? I don't know. Maybe. Is it going to be the best week ever? Could be. But we change with the sunrise and the sunfall and what does not. For the word of God is alive and active. Sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing the soul and spirit. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. It goes hand in hand. But it's a little reminder, a little reminder to run to our Father, to run to our protector, to to run to our Savior, to run to our defender a little reminder for you to put somewhere, anywhere that you are going to see it every day. We're going to hand out communion and um, our assistants are going to give you the card and hold it and we'll take it together in a second. I just want to give you a little reminder that this is a sacred time for a lot of people and a lot of people just want to hear the music and just kind of contemplate on the words so if we could just keep our uh, voices low and our conversations and our hellos till afterwards, that would be great. But let's go ahead and do this now. story of Job just a few weeks ago. There's a lot in that sermon, and if you didn't hear it, I encourage you to go online because we talked about questions. And Job was asking God a lot of questions, and God said right back to Job in chapter 38, verse 4, he says, where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Have you ever commanded the morning to appear and cause the dawn to rise in the east? Can you shout to the clouds and make it rain? Can you make lightning appear and cause it to strike as you direct? Do you still want to argue with the Almighty? You are God's critic, but do you have the answers? And I have found so much comfort in this passage so much comfort in this passage because here God is God is throwing it right back to Job and he says do you believe it do you trust my word do you trust my voice do you trust me he says if I put everything that is everything together I think I got you and at the end Job is not okay he is not okay but he says Why was I even, what was I even doing? I trust you. We take this and remember that a man came down, a God came down and made himself fully human. And on Easter and on April 16th and every day, we remember that we have a hope and a salvation We have a defender, a protector, a rescuer, a savior. Let's take a breath. On Good Friday, we nailed our names to a cross. pretty descriptive kind of visual as to what that night might have looked like. Blood running down Jesus' face. Who knows if he could even see through those eyes at that point. But he says, my blood is spilled for you. I am your defender. I am your protector. I am your savior. about to sing a song that says, as you speak, a 100 billion galaxies are born. In the vapor of your breath, the planets form. If the stars were made to worship, well, so will I. What will this week hold? I have no idea, but I know that I can give you this promise and know that this Holds true that the word of God is living and active and powerful. And if the stars were made to worship, so will I. Let's sing.